0: Thank you, Elder Dean and Elder Walter. Thank you, Elder Dean, for opening the service this morning, placing us all in a mindset of not only hearing the word of God, receiving it, and becoming it. Amen? So I had the ushers pass out the pamphlets to you early today, because as you can see, we have a very long reading. It's in John 9, verses 1 through 41. So I had you read it because I'm going to read it very quickly, and then I'm going to get into my message. And this is the core of my message this morning. So if you will open your pamphlet, we're going to read. I'm going to read very quickly once again. Beginning in verse 1, and it reads, As he went along, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming. No one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him in asked, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, no, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am that man. How then were your eyes open, they asked. He replied, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was a Sabbath. Therefore, the Pharisees also asked him how he received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not of God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, how can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man what have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, he is a prophet. They still do not believe that he had been blind and he had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one who you say was born blind? How is it that now he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how can he see now? Or who opened his eyes? We don't know. His parents were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said these things. A second time, they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner, he replied. We know... He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind and now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have told you already and you did not listen. Then they hurled insults against him. You are this fellow's disciples. We are the disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, you were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, You have seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe and he worshipped him. Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what are we blind to? Jesus said that if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains brothers and sisters you may close your pamphlets as i begin my message this morning that's one of my favorite stories in the bible and today i want to talk to you for a little while about what we just read in john chapter 9 and that has everything to do with the blind man that jesus gave sight to and i want you to pay very close attention to my message this morning You see, this man's life was changed so dramatically that to him, every avenue of his life had a different meaning. This dear man got up that morning unaware that his world was about to change because he was about to meet Jesus Christ, the true healer. And in much the same for spiritually blind people, I said spiritually blind people, Jesus told Nicodemus in John 3, 3, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. A lost sinner, I'm saying, just can't see it. When a person comes to Jesus Christ, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, all things become new. Say that with me. All things become new. You see, they pass from death to life, from darkness to light, from hell to heaven. Amen? The experience is called salvation. In John chapter 8, Jesus said that he was the light of the world. And in chapter 9, Jesus proves it as he said to his disciples, Leave the city of Jerusalem after the Feast of Tabernacles, and they came across a man blind from birth. This is where that story began. The Pharisees were eyewitnesses to many miracles that Jesus did, mind you. But even though they saw them, they did not believe. Can you imagine that? Now, Jesus gives an important principle found in verse 39 that we just read. And Jesus said, for judgment, I am come into this world that they which see not might see, and they which see might be made blind. Think about that one. The great truth that we find in this reading, in John 9, is this. Believing is seeing. Amen? It's hard to believe in something you don't see, but they actually saw it happen, my friends. Okay, but it was not about this particular story about seeing is believing, but believing is seeing. So when Jesus found this man, he asked him a question. Dost thou believe on the Son of God? And notice that when we read in verse 37, he answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I might believe in him? They were already some things that this man did believe. This man believed the word of Jesus. So there was a good possibility to him that he could have been a prophet or even the Messiah. But the most important thing was, even though he didn't believe or didn't know that that was Jesus Christ, the Messiah, he believed in his word. Yes, he believed in his word. This man believed something else about Jesus. He believed the work of Jesus. In verse 25, he answered and said, Whether he be a sinner or not, one thing I know He caused the blind to see. You see, to this man, Jesus made a difference in his life. And it holds true today, my friends. Jesus still makes a difference in lives. Now, when Jesus had asked the question, do you believe in the Son of God? He was already aware of the measure of faith that this man had. But faith, you see, is progressive. Let me repeat that again. Faith is progressive. Now, Jesus knows that the man believed In all the words about him. And Jesus knew that the man noticed that Jesus had made a difference. What Jesus wanted to know is, do you believe that I am the Messiah? Do you believe that I am the chosen one? Do you believe that I am the son of God? Now the man's faith had progressed. Okay. At a certain point, when it was necessary for the man to take a further step, he was healed. And because he was healed, and because of his faith, he took a further step. Into understanding who the Messiah is. Now when this man learned the truth about who Jesus really was. He truly believed. His faith progressed even further. Brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm talking to you today about a progressive faith. Not the faith that we have where. Even though we don't believe we see. Okay. I told you to pay very close attention to this message. I'm talking today. About. Seeing is believing. I'm talking about a progressive faith now. Where God doesn't have to try your faith any longer. Where now it's not, do you believe even the things you don't see? Now it's, let me show you the facts. Imagine where we are today. You see, because when the blind man saw Jesus for who he was... He could not reject that he was the Messiah. Yes? He came face to face with an opportunity to believe. He could have rejected him or he could have continued to believe him. I'm going to tell you right now, there are no gray areas in our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. We cannot still be on the fence about things. We're either for him or against him. We are either his sheep or we are the goats. Now when a person rejects Jesus Christ, it's not Christ that judges you let me repeat that when a person rejects Jesus Christ it's not Christ that judges you it is in fact you yourself that has judged yourself you are a child of God you will always be a child of God until you choose not to be verse 39 says for judgment I came into the world so that they which see those which cannot see might see and those who can see made blind that is deep my friends now the Pharisees, you know who they are, the high priests in those days. They claimed to have the spiritual sight. But Jesus told them right there on that day that they were blind. They were spiritually blind because they refused to see their own condition. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? They refused to see their own hearts because they refused to believe that this sinner could be healed by Jesus Christ, the Messiah. They be refused to believe that Jesus would heal on the Sabbath day. They thought that these works were of the devil. They refused to see the truth of God. As I close my message this morning, brothers and sisters, I beseech you this morning to understand this. We have gone for many years Not seeing and yet believing. Amen. Now has come time for God to cause us believers to see the glory of God. The word of God tells us our work will be rewarded. If he could allow a blind man to see a sinner at that. To see the face of the Messiah. Know this. That with all we've been through and all that we have become, we deserve to see the face of our Savior, our Lord, our very best friend. We see our loyal friends, their faces every day. They are here to help us get through everything we've gotten through. I know I could not have gotten through without them. But rest assured, every person has a limit. Remember... That this own man, this man who was blind, his own parents forsook him. Not only did his parents forsake him, but due to the fact that he was excommunicated, all of the community did. None of them accepted him. I want you to know Jesus Christ laid down his life for that man, and yet he was rejected. So if you are rejected, if it seems like you don't fit in, if it seems like no one understands you, if it seems like you can't get ahead because people are trying to stop you, if it seems like no one else cares, understand that Jesus went through the same thing. And remember the words of Jesus Christ who said, I will be with you always, even until the end of time. So when you come to the magnificent golden altar to be anointed, believe the words you have heard today. Believe that you can see Jesus here at this magnificent golden altar. Believe that it is he that will be touching you, imparting to you a blessing. So great that the windows of heaven is going to pour it down to you. That will be multiplied a hundredfold to share with others. And this world needs it. Understand. Blessed is he who has not seen but yet will believe. But I just told you something very special. You call those people special? We always have. Right? You got to think about it. Wow. That's what faith is all about, isn't it? Faith is about believing in the things you really can't see. You just believe it in your heart. Those are special people, my friends. But I'll tell you who are more special than that. Those that will see. Like how this blind man could see. Those who could see. Because Jesus is progressing now. And he's going to come to a place in this generation where there will be people that will not only believe in an unseen God or believe in miracles that have not come to pass every day believing and hoping and dreaming and wishing. No. He is coming in this generation to a people who will actually see His glory, who will actually see the miracles come to pass, who will actually see Him face to face upon this magnificent golden altar, who will actually see His blessings, who will actually see Him heal the sick, raise the dead and create a new heaven and a new earth. They will actually see the glorious power of a glorious God. Behold, he cometh with clouds and every eye shall see him, but there will be those that will see him before he even comes in the clouds on earth, but right here at the magnificent golden altar, because he needs you to become close to him as close as the breath that you take. He does doesn't want you to believe the way you believe today. He wants you to believe in an even greater magnitude. He wants you to be able to see him stand before you, see his nail-pierced feet, his nail-pierced hands, show you the facts, my friends. We deserve it. We have served him this long faithfully. Now know him the way you could know me and the way you know your family. Know him for Jesus is real. He on the throne and he is still in control today. Amen and amen.